feels good to win, man. Feels good to win. Tell you what, just winning three games like this can change a lot in terms of the energy. Um, <laughs> feels good. Let's talk about it. Episode 399. Yikes, bets. This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. <laughs> Dexterity as well with the left hand. Oh What's happening, everybody? What's going on? I'm your host, RJ. You are listening to episode 399 of the podcast. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on weekends. Um, Yeah, feels good. Finally strung together a few wins. Um, One win is one win. Two wins is two wins. Three games in a row is an actual streak. Um, So, yeah. We're going to talk about it. Welcome to the episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome to BD4. And once again, I'm your host, RJ. So if you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Download these episodes. Share the uh, podcast if you want. You can find us on plenty of platforms. Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We're currently a five-star podcast and would like to keep it that way. You can also find us on Spotify. Video format is available on Spotify. And the video format is also available on YouTube. Many other listening platforms as well. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at RJ Carbone. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Um, of course, I write a blog. Go to bd4blog.com where all of that information will be on there. As well as my blog where I write pretty much the blog format of what we do here on the podcast. So, with that all said, welcome to the show. Let's not waste any further time. Let's get right into the episode. Let's recap this series and talk about this quick little two-game sweep. The Yanks sweep the Mets at home, and um, things are feeling a lot better lately, so that's that's the good thing. Um, but yeah, episode 399, Yanks sweep Mets at home. And again, I'm your host, RJ. Um, be sure to subscribe. So, you know, just a quick few housekeeping things. Uh, the Yanks called up Clark Schmidt prior to this series. Um, they sent... Um, I keep wanting to call him Zach Efros, and for a while I was like, "Why?" But then I remembered there's a there's a celebrity 
Zach Efron. So I think that's it. Um, Efros. Oh, Scott. They sent Scott Efros, reliever Scott Efros, to the disabled list. Um, who knows how long he'll be there. Cashman spoke to the media finally. Um, <laughs> didn't really say much. Just gave the usual uh, PR bullshit. How I believe in the team. I believe in the manager. You know, the usual shit that he's not going to feed the media. Um, but it was funny because, you know, speaking of Cashman, um, yesterday, last night, Jordan Montgomery, <laughs> of course Jordan Montgomery last night, not only continued his, um, just continued doing a great job with the Cardinals, but he had his, by far, I mean, far and away the best pitching performance of his entire career so far. Um, last night, Jordan Montgomery, who Cashman just moved and puzzled a lot of people when he did that, he went nine innings, um, gave up no runs, allowed just one hit, and he did all of that on 99 pitches. I believe they call that a Maddox. Um, an unbelievable complete game shutout for Montgomery last night. I mean, he's clearly pitching with an edge right now, understandably so. Um, but it seems like he's he's settling in just fine over there. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Frankie Montes having some inconsistencies, but he did bounce back tonight. Um, but no, yeah, it, it was a good series for the Yankees, a good quick two-game sweep, if you want to call it that. The um, the stadium was 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 awesome, this series. I mean, I, I heard it was a full house. I knew a couple people who went to the stadium, and they said it was loud, it was packed. But, um, yeah, that's good. Um, I actually listened to the second game. Um, I saw the final few innings. Um, but um, I think it was on Amazon Prime Video tonight. Did they did they fire Beltron? Because I haven't seen Beltron on the telecast in forever. I haven't heard his voice in forever. I wouldn't be shocked if they fired the guy or they just... Maybe they just gave him a certain amount of games this season. Maybe I think I read that they only gave him 25. I don't know. I might That might be what it was. But I mean, it's been a few months. It's it's been it feels like it at least. Um, but let's talk about it. Let's stop wasting time. Let's get to game one. Head to break real quick, and then we'll talk about the first game of the two game set where the Yankees won four two. All right, stay with us. Gonna get to a quick break. We will be right back after that. Hey fellas, I've noticed that only a small percentage of you who watch BD Four on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and want to be alerted every time a new episode drops, consider subscribing and hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the podcast grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Alright, welcome back to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone. You're listening to episode 399 of BD4. The first game of the set, the Yankees took the Mets... 4-2. You had Domingo Herman going up against Max Scherzer. This was going to be a tough one. But the Yankees cracked early. Bottom of the first inning, DJ LeMayu with sack fly makes it one zip. Bottom of the third, Aaron Judge makes it 2-0 with his home run. Um, bottom of the fifth comes, Benintendi doubles. It's 3-0 Yankees. 
Top of the seventh, gets a little iffy. Vogelbach, he smacks a home run, three to two. Herman pitches one out into the top of the seventh. Bottom of the seventh comes. Benintendi singles in a run, is four to Yankees. Scherzer ends up pitching two outs into the bottom of the seventh. And then from there, the Yankees hold it off and win. Um, their first back-to-back win since July 31st. Uh, but, yeah, the bats performed, man. You didn't think they would. I mean, it wasn't nothing crazy, but they, they did enough to win. Four runs on eight hits, three of them extra base hits, a walk, a sack fly, one sack bunt in there. No double plays were hit into, four strikeouts only, and they were two for six with runners in scoring position. You had Benintendi, Aaron Judge, and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa with two hits apiece. Um, you also had... Uh, Judge, like I said, with his 47th at the time home run of the season, snapping a long, terrible, egregious nine-game drought without a home run for him. Benintendi, two RBIs and a hit-by-pitch in the first inning. He also made a nice catch in left field. He gets the balls pretty quickly, man. He's got some speed. Um, And then DJ Mayu with an RBI in there. Rizzo and DJ also had a hit. Uh, the whole thing was weird there with the base running in the first inning. Um, both sides think Rizzo left early, so the Yankees sent him from first to third when the ball was dead. He made it, but then the Mets appealed later because they thought he left early. Uh, but none of it ended up mattering because he did not leave early. Um, then you had Rizzo telling Lindor to fuck off, which was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, that was like the only dramatic moment in this series. Um, Cabrera had a walk in this series in this game. Uh, he did screw up that pop up in right field though with Marwin. Um, I believe that was Marwin's ball. But they talked about it after. Basically Gonzalez just telling him you gotta be more forceful. Um, yeah, I mean they listen, Max Scherzer uh to, to get to him, that was big. He he ends up going six and two thirds, lets up seven hits, four runs, only struck out three, which had to be a season low. I mean, impressive. It, it was impressive, man, to see them do that on him. And they got to him right away. They put a few runners on right off the bat. Benintendi using his speed, Marte his arm. Benintendi beats out a good throw there early on. Um, and then two innings later, Aaron Judge gets him on the fastball. Scherzer tries sneaking a fastball in there. Judge doesn't let him do it. Smacks it out. And they hit him hard. A lot of hard contact and some small ball even in there in the fifth inning. Um, But yeah, it was nice to see them kind of shock us a little bit. You know, a lot of us thought they had no chance against Scherzer. Um, And, 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 you know, it could have been him and DeGrom. But, um... You know, DeGrom was pushed back. They're trying to take it easy on his arm coming back from the long DL stint and everything. But we got to Scherzer. We handed him a loss. And um, you can't complain. You can't complain to, to be able to handle a maniac like Scherzer. Um, that was good. And it's funny because I was literally... Like, it was one of those things where it was so lined up against the Yankees where it felt like it was bound to happen that they were going to touch him up a bit. 
struggling team going up against a hot team. The struggling team is throwing their number five pitcher. The hot team is throwing their number one pitcher, Hall of Fame pitcher at that. And so with that, I was like, you know what? I just have a feeling they're going to touch him up. And so I texted my buddy Greg from Yankee Crazy Podcast. And I go to Greg. I say, Greg, I think Scherzer going to get – I think he's going to get touched up a bit tonight. Come back to this. And and what do you know? I'm right. Um, no, it, it was funny, though. I, I did not expect the Yankees to do that. And it was nice to do that. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't you know. He didn't implode. He was still, you know, he's just mediocre uh, to his standards. And and on the other side, you, you got to give credit to Domingo Herman. You know, talk about the Yankee bats outdueling Scherzer. Herman matched him and then some, you know, and, and he's actually our featured starting pitcher of the series um, is, is Domingo Herman. He was awesome. He goes six and a third innings, just two runs. Only one of them was earned because of the Marwin and um, Cabrera play. Four hits allowed, no walks, three strikeouts, and the one home run. He was impressive, man. I mean, to be able to outduel Max Scherzer like that and hand him the loss personally was great. And Herman had his stuff looking good. I mean, he had great command, um, great stuff. The curveball looked awesome. He got Lindor chasing on that one curveball late in the seventh inning. The changeup looked sharp. The fastball was damn near unhittable. Uh, Mets hitters were one for f- uh, one for thirteen, I believe, on fastballs, both four seam and two seam. Um, it was just unfortunate the way it ended there for Haman. You know, the error, the homer, then the hook. But other than that, listen, he's been doing his thing, man. Um, I know he's not a fan favorite because of the off the field issues, and it's hard to root for him, but. He now has a 3.89 ERA across seven starts. Um, one run or less in three of his last four starts. Two runs or less in five of his last six. So, you know, he's been doing the job. Um, he's been doing exactly what we're asking him to do, uh, which is hold down the fifth spot in the rotation for the rest of the, of the regular season because some reason Montgomery is not a Yankee. Um but, I mean, I will say a lot of it does kind of feel like luck because he doesn't throw very hard. Um, a lot of the time he'll leave some pitches up in the zone. Um, he doesn't miss a ton of bats. And there's a lot of hard contact outs in there. Even in this game there was, too. But he does have good movement. Like, he's got a great curve with great great shape to it and arc. Um, and he's got a lot of spin on the fastball tails it sometimes so I give him credit because it's hard to go on just pure luck for six or seven consecutive starts like it's you can't really say that's all luck so he's doing the job he's holding it down right now and on the season again he's got a 389 ERA across 34 and two-thirds innings um so that's across seven starts too so good job for Domingo Herman. he keeps doing his thing and uh, the Yankees ended up winning that first game of the set. Marinaccio and Lasagna close it out for the remaining two and two-thirds innings. Um, no runs, no hits, two strikeouts. Marinaccio was strong for an inning and a third. Um, just a walk in there. Do you think about closing with Ron Marinaccio? I've, I, I think I've been on record saying I would consider that. Um, 
Or do you go back to Clay Holmes when he comes back from the Phantom DL stint that he's on right now? And do you go with Marinaccio and use him in those like two inning roles, like you did with Mike King? Use him in the Mike King role, where you can go extra innings with or an extra inning with him. Um, that might be a better option because he does, you know, have a tendency sometimes to walk some people. But um. In this game, Lasagna got the save. Excuse me. It was an interesting decision to go to him for the four-out save there. Uh, but it worked. Whatever. And you hope that Johnny can, can build off of this outing and at least come close to what he was last year. I, I keep saying that, but he keeps going out there and just doesn't show me enough. Hopefully that was the one to get him on track, but who knows. But the Yankees won 4-2. to two. Um, and they also won 4-2 in the second game of the set, which we're going to get to right now. Um, yeah, earlier this afternoon, or tonight, earlier tonight, the Yankees took a 4-2 win again. Uh, this time it was Frankie Montas pitching against Tyon Walker. Um, and the Yankees cracked first once again. That seems to be their thing. When they score first, they win a lot. Um, judge home run in the fourth inning. Cabrera walks in a run in the fourth inning. It's 2 nothing. Top of the fifth, Marte singles in a run. It's two to one. Top of the sixth, the whole Glaber thing. We'll get to that in a second. McNeil doubles. It's two two. Montas ends up pitching two outs into the top of the sixth. Bottom of the seventh comes, and you have Benintendi and Aaron Judge picking up base hits. Um, the Yankees take the uh, lead from there, four to two, and that would end up being the final score. Their first time winning two in a row since the end of July. And now their first time winning three in a row since that same spot. The Royals series where they won three out of four. Um, the Bats scored four runs on eight hits. One extra base hit. What's It was the Judge home run. Four walks. One sack bunt. Uh, I think it was IKF. One double play hit into. Eight strikeouts and a 3-for-7 clip with runners in scoring position. Benintendi and Judge had a couple of hits. Benintendi and RBI. Judge had two RBIs. Um, 105 RBIs on the season. 48 home runs on the season. And 14 stolen bases. He also stole a bag. That's pretty impressive. Rizzo, Glaber, Oswaldo Cabrera, and Jose Trevino also picked up hits. Um... Rizzo one for three with the walk, as was Torres. Now, Glaber, another dumb low IQ play in the sixth inning. Um, trying to get McNeil at second uh, when he should have been going for the play at home, which was the tying runner, and that run ends up scoring. It happens a lot, man, where he loses focus. and You see it at the plate, right? We always talk about him losing focus at the plate and pulling off and everything. He loses focus in the field a little too much, man. And and he lets, he, he lets it get to him, too. That's the other thing. He does not respond very well to adversity, Gleyber Torres. He lets it get to him. You can see the body language after he makes a mistake or botches a, a ground ball or, or makes a stupid play like this. You can see the body language. He does not respond well to it. He sulks, and he lets it get to him at the plate, and vice versa. That's something that he could have got away with as a young kid, 
He's 25, going to be 26 next season. I don't know, man. He's an interesting player because you know he's got the talent, but so much of it, hitting in the field, so much of it with Glaber Torres is mental. It's IQ, it's focus, it's just mental. And that's been something that has never, never improved since his first day in the league. And that's kind of funny because he was getting... Kind of the Oswaldo Cabrera um, praise when he first came into the bigs where you would hear the same thing that you're hearing with Oswaldo is that how mature he is and how big league ready he looks for the moment. And he's kind of making mistakes that, you know, indicate he's not very mature as a baseball player. I I don't know, man. It's frustrating with him. You know, he was looking so strong in the first half. And now he's just kind of a decent, at best, player. Um, Oswaldo Cabrera, speaking of him, goes one for three with a walk and an RBI. It was his first career RBI tonight. Also his first career hit from the right side of the plate in the big leagues. Um, And, of course, he made some more excellent... Um, played some more excellent defense tonight in right field with the uh, the assist, getting the uh, out at home with a strong arm. Awesome, man. He just has to start hitting a little more. You know, those letter-high pitches are, are giving him some trouble right now. When they go chest-high, he has trouble catching up to it. Um, but I love him. I like him. I think he can, you know, we talked about it in episode 398, he can kind of be this Ben Zobras type if he starts hitting. Um, cause he could play many positions and he's doing them very well. Um, he's exciting. It's, it seems like he's doing something. He's contributing positively every night. His name is being said in a positive manner. Um, Jose Trevino, the pinch hit, you know, base hit right, you know, dropping right in front of a struggling Pete Alonzo. Good job, Peter, making that play. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was funny because it, it's, I might have said this before, once again, like if we're pinch hitting Trevino over Higashioka in a huge spot, and this was a huge spot, it was the seventh inning, one out, tie score, then why aren't we using that pinch hitter to start the game in the first place? It's just kind of backwards logic. Now, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give the Yankees the benefit of the doubt here because he is a catcher, and you want to keep catchers off their um, knees, you know, more more than your regular position player. But you'll see what a lot of position players with Boone, he'll he'll sit them because he wants to give them rest, but then he'll end up using that guy in a pinch hit spot. It's like, all right, well, he couldn't have had three other at bats in this game. If you're going to use him, use him. If you're not, then then just don't. Oh, it's, it frustrates the shit out of me. But, um, yeah, Trevino comes in, gets the uh, the hit, does more in one at-bat than Higashioka has done all season. Um, <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, the Yankee bats do enough. Um, and on the other side, Frankie Montes goes in and gives them 5.2 innings pitched. Um, two runs scored on him. Six hits allowed, one walk, six strikeouts, 92 pitches, and a no decision. Yeah, he was okay, I guess. You know, I had no no big issues with uh, Frankie Montas. Um, a bounce back, certainly. Um, he still needs that dominant start, right? That welcome to New York start that, that jump starts him. But I guess most of his troubles came early 
You know, there was a single and a walk in the first inning with only one out, but then Rizzo makes a great play in foul territory. Then Montas gets the big strikeout on Vogelback going upstairs with the heater. Um, then in the second inning, he puts the first two runners on base, but you get the big IKF Glaber double play. Um, and then he kind of found it. He strikes out the side in the third inning. He strikes out the first two batters in a 1-2-3 fourth inning. Um... And, you know, had some trouble there in the later innings, but better, better. And, and you hope that this is a step in the right direction. Uh, he was very heater splitter heavy tonight, had more control with both of those pitches. The slider, he threw that the least amount, but it looked good when he did throw it. Um, that's going to be the pitch that allows him to go to that splitter. Um, and then you had Schmidt. And Peralta finish it out. Schmidt went three plus innings. He put six on base, three hits and three walks. A little tough at the end there for him in the ninth. Just no command. But he was huge. And he he was definitely huge. A big performance from him to be able to give them length and save some other arms. And it was a close game. And he pitched three quality innings that way. Um, Peralta came in to get the final uh, one or two outs there. Gets the fly ball to Floreal in center field. And um, that was it. I didn't, you know, I didn't have any issue with Boone um, doing what he did with the bullpen tonight. Letting Schmidt go deep into the game was scary, sure, but he, you know, he got it done, and he trusted the young kid who uh, I can't get a, get on him for it because I've been advocating for Schmidt to to get the call up, and um, you know, some guys are on their workload. Um, you know, Boone's got the three days in a row rule. So, yeah, no. And, and not getting Chapman up at all to warm was awesome. I loved seeing that. It's encouraging. It tells me maybe they're learning. Um, but it also tells you, yeah, Chapman's a toxin. They don't trust him at all. Um, I've been telling you people, I don't know why people were buying into him after an eight or so game stretch. It's like, really? That's all it takes? The guy has sucked for you in the last three seasons, and that's all it's going to take for you to buy back in and want him to be closer again? People were advocating for that. <laughs> but yeah, he he's, he didn't even get up. Um, going back to the offense, um, let's get to the two featured position players of this series. The first one being Aaron Judge, who was awesome. Um, nice to see him back. He's heating up again and doing so at the perfect time on the series. He went four for eight, two singles, two home runs, three RBIs, two strikeouts, two runs, a stolen base, and 10 total bases in just two games. So on the season, he's now batting 297 with an OPS of 1057 across 120 games, continuing to tear the cover off the ball. It was a little iffy for a moment with the, the Maris 61 there, but seems like he's right back on par with that. Um, just playing against the Mets whenever he's struggling, man. He's a 299 career hitter against the Mets, and uh, here's one. He's got 10 home runs. He's now he's now got 10 home runs in just 21 games against the New York Mets. So that's pretty cool. So Aaron Judge continues to hit the hell out of the ball. Um, gets hot again. That's exactly what we needed. Um, it seems like every time I start getting on a player, they seem to get hot. Um, Benintendi and now Judge. And speaking of Benintendi, he's our other feature position player of this series. He 
himself had a good series too. He went four for seven this series, three singles and a double, three RBIs, no strikeouts, one run scored and five total bases across these two games. Yeah, man. Um, Andrew Benintendi has now got his numbers on the season at 305 with the batting average. He's got a 777 OPS, and that is across 118 games, both with the Royals and the Yankees. But if you go to just his Yankees numbers, Benintendi is batting 241 with a 745 OPS, which doesn't seem like a, a very good uh, number across 25 games, but when you look at it, he's slowly but surely coming around. He started his Yankee tenure going 1-for-20 in the first seven games. That's a an 050 batting average. 50. He batted 50. Since then, in 18 games, he's batting 302. 19-for-63. So he's found it. He's getting a lot of clutch hits lately. And that's literally why we got him, to be that contact hitter who could be a situational guy. Um, and he's also a doubles machine. He had his 22nd double last night in the first game of the set. Um, and again, before we acquired him, I had an entire episode talking about this, how we need doubles hitters. We need that lefty 300-hitting doubles guy who we haven't had since Robbie Cano. And that's that's hopefully Benintendi. You know, a guy who can hit you 30 doubles in a year and make contact. And those types of players get hits a lot and they hit in the clutch. And he's been doing that. And I love I love the idea of, of Benintendi leading off and, and DJ right behind him. I, I, this current batting order actually is money. I love it. I've been asking for this. Benintendi, LeMayu, Judge, Rizzo. Love it. And hopefully when Stanton gets back on Thursday... It doesn't tinker with the first three. Um, you can go Benintendi, GJ, DJ, Judge, Stanton, Rizzo. That's what I would prefer. But, yeah, I, I like... And, and, of course, Benintendi and DJ are pretty interchangeable. They're both versatile enough to go bounce back one and two. Um, back and forth. But, yeah, Benintendi's playing great in left field. Um, Hicks. Seems like Hicks is on his way out, man. Um, that's good. <laughs> that's huge. I... He doesn't play anymore, and I love that. He hasn't played in back-to-back games since the Boston series. So, that's big. Um, yeah, the, the pitching has gotten it together. Uh, guys are pitching well. Cole had a bounce back. Montas had a bounce back. Tyon was okay. Um, Domingo Herman was superb. And why do I feel like I'm missing somebody? Oh, Cortez was great, too. Seven innings, three runs the other day in, in uh, Toronto against. So, yeah, I mean, you just hope that that can continue. You know, I'm not worried about the workload crap. Um, I, I may have talked about it before. And I kind of want to go back and, and, and fix what I said. If I said I was worried about the workload, I'm not. Like, I... Everybody's so worried. I think it's garbage nonsense. I honestly do. Everybody's so worried about innings and are they going to fatigue out? Montgomery just threw a complete game shutout, by the way. Like, he, he's fine. Cortez is, is holding up. There was like a, a quick bump in the road with him. And everybody was like, oh, here it goes. The innings, the innings. He's never thrown this much. He's fine. He's figured it out. I think he just had a 1.5 ERA. That was never going to be a thing. The baseball gods just 
you know, market corrected him. Same with Tyone. He had a 2-3. He's not that guy. He's back to being an average pitcher who he's always been. I don't think the regressions with some of these guys is them being tired. I think it's just baseball working itself out. I don't, yeah, I'm not worried about the inning stuff um, with Cortez, with Tyone. Um, the Montas thing is interesting. You know, hopefully they can let him go now. Hopefully he's good. He's had a number of starts since coming back from the DL with Oakland. So hopefully he's good to go. He got close to 100 pitches tonight. But yeah, I, I'm not as I'm not worrying about that as much as other people are, and as much as I may have said in the past. Um, so the pitching's getting it together. The bullpen seems to figure out a way lately. I'm still not a fan of the bullpen. I still think we need some help there. Hopefully Clay Holmes gets his shit back together. Hopefully Efros is back soon. Hopefully Schmidt, Marinaccio keep pitching the way they've been pitching. Um, the hitting is is you know getting there. It's better lately. It's not dead. Four runs in each of the last three games. Um, but it's a situational hitting, right? It's the contact hitting. The Yankees are averaging eight strikeouts a game in their last three. They're batting 368 with runners in scoring position in that span. So we'll see. We got some momentum going forward. The energy seems to be back. Better vibes. The stadium was electric this series. Three in a row versus very tough pitching. Manoa, Scherzer. Um, not to Grom, but Walker, who's a very good number two, number three. Was it O'Neill Day that got him sparked? Was it the table gate? Was it whatever? Whatever it was, three in a row. Um, so some momentum. Day off tomorrow. Then you got seven games versus Cellar Dwellers. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's exactly what they need right now. They need that. They need a few teams who they... Who, who who have potential of, of jump-starting the Yankees you know, with some blowout wins. Hopefully, some blowout wins. And you're getting Stanton back for the for the next series. So, Stanton's on the return on Thursday night. Uh, I think Britain's getting close. <laughs> I, you know, whatever there. But, and, and on the Stanton thing real quick, let me clear things up from last episode because I feel like I should have said it. I was saying how the narrative that the Yankees are losing games because of Stanton not playing is bullshit. I didn't mean that Stanton has been terrible all year. I I, I didn't mean that he's not going to help them. I didn't mean that he's not been a part of why they've been losing. I just didn't like hearing that that's the only reason they've been losing. That when he gets back, all of a sudden they're going to win every game. No, I just meant that. There are other factors to it. You know, Stan's obviously going to help this lineup. He's a guy who can hit 40 home runs if he's healthy. Um, not this season, but he's got tremendous power and and even, like, the idea of protection. That's legit. Like, that's going to help Aaron Judge. I do not disagree with that. It will help Judge because Judge has seen zero strikes, it seemed like, ever since Giancarlo Stanton went down. Um so the protection in this lineup that Stanton can provide is huge. So I do think when he gets back, um, that will help at least other guys. And and hopefully Stanton doesn't go on one of his you know cold spells right out the gate like he so often does when he returns from one of his million injuries. But um, if he can get hot, that'd be nice. He, he's going to be facing some pretty shitty pitching in, in Oakland and um, 
Anaheim. So that's it, man. Let, let's get to our final breaks and get back, and we'll wrap it up with uh, with our parlay. I'm going to parlay tonight. We're going to talk about, and then we'll wrap it up with the NYYMYK MMA question of the day. Stay with us. We will be right back. All right, so if you guys want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram, at Rob J. Carbone. That's Facebook, RJ Carbone, and on Instagram, I'm at Rob J. Carbone. So BD4 is on so many different platforms now. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and plenty other listening platforms. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube and Spotify. And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review as we are currently a five-star podcast and would love to keep it that way. And if you watch the podcast on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the BD4 YouTube channel. Download, listen, watch, share it, do all of that stuff to help us grow. Welcome to RJ's Parlay, where my degenerate self breaks down tonight's parlay. If I miss, it's not surprising. If I hit, I'll probably lose it all tomorrow night, because that's how this works. Welcome to RJ's Parlay. Now, uh, I would say tonight's parlay, but this was actually a parlay that I placed yesterday on the Scherzer-Hermann game. Um, and in this one, it was a four-pick parlay for minus 104 odds. Minus 104 odds, four-pick parlay on the Yanks-Mets game. I had the Yankees plus four-and-a-half alternate run line. I had the alternate under at 11-and-a-half runs. I had Scherzer six-plus strikeouts and Herman three-plus strikeouts. I hit on the alternate run line. I hit on the under alternate over-under. Um, I hit on Herman three strikeouts, and I missed. Of course, the one I miss on is the one that was probably most likely heading into that game is the Scherzer six strikeouts, and he only ends up getting half of that. That pissed me off, but at the same time, I was happy. Um, and I failed because three out of four in a parlay is not good enough. And so that's tonight's RJ's parlay. Let's get to our final segment of the night the nyy nyk mma question of the day from here but first we will be right back sit with us studio 69 productions is a podcast production agency created by leo rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast it's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on get in touch with leo rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born.
All right. So for this episode, episode 399, our NYY, excuse me, N, let me do that again. Our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for episode 399 is across 16 seasons, in how many of them did Bernie Williams collect at least 150 hits? Across 16 seasons, in how many of them did Bernie Williams collect at least 150 hits? So let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer incorrect, but at least to, to attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what it is in the next show. If you guess the answer correctly, I'll give you a shout out. I will give you a shout out in the next episode. So one last time, one final time for the night, our NYY NYK MMA question of the day for episode 399. Wow. Across 16 seasons, in how many of them did Bernie Williams collect at least 150 hits? All right, guys, that's it. That's all we've got for this episode of BD4. The Yanks sweep the Mets at home, and we are going to Oakland now to take them on for four games. Um, and you know, this is going to be the uh, – we're going back to the uh, the late games here for a few days. So <laughs> that should be fun. Uh, as I get older, I feel it more. Uh, but coffee does help. All right, guys, thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.